Wow. Can we still say this? Can we still say lean on me uh, as, as my spiritual father, as, as my spiritual leader, as my spiritual mentor? And I'm using father because uh, with this infidelity, unfortunately, leading culprits are men. And, and you know, we're we talking this afternoon about uh, uh, pastors and divorce. And that song was uh, Kirk Franklin, Lean On Me. And the question we ask, can we still lean on uh, pastors uh, currently looking at um, the increasing um, reality of divorce and infidelity? And joining me in studio is Solomon uh, Izang Ashoms, who is a Christian activist and a journalist originally from Nigeria. And, uh, well, he's... Um, made babies in South Africa, married in South Africa. It makes him a fully-fledged South African. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Solomon. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much. We call ourselves, myself and my family, we call ourselves Salgerians. I knew that was going to come through. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. And uh, greetings to your beautiful wife. I know he always, uh, she's always supportive of, of your journey. Where do we start? Mm. Can we still lean on our spiritual mentors, fathers, uh, or, or is is this a case of uh, things that have always been happening being revealed? You know, the way the church is structured, society is structured, we have to lean on each other. You know, uh, women lean on men, men lean on women, husbands lean on wives, wives lean. You need somebody to lean on, but mm. when the People that you're supposed to lean on are beginning to be fragile and exhibit certain attitudes and lifestyle that they feel is acceptable, then it's a problem. You know, and that's what we're experiencing now. What does it mean to being a Christian? To being a Christian, definitely, maybe we should look at what it does, what, what being a Christian is not. Being a Christian is not well, supposed yeah, to mean you're, you're, you're not perfect. You know, it doesn't mean you're perfect. Uh, it doesn't mean you have your house in order. Uh, it doesn't mean that you know everything. It doesn't mean that you're special compared to people who are even non-Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you just made a different choice. So being a Christian requires that you are somebody who is intentionally, day by day, doing your best mm. to follow the examples of Jesus and to follow biblical principles. That's just what it is. You're doing your best every day. Even if you miss it, you're doing your best and and even amongst us even the the best people that you believe are so rooted in scripture get to falter yeah I mean, i remember my connection to rema what what really made rema um a, a home for me was when pastor ray would teach about no no perfect people allowed that i come as i am That's i'm right. accepted uh, but you know there are certain choices and decisions that i just a complete no-no in my books. And it may just be, um, you know, my view that there are certain and, and specific things that once you call yourself a Christian, it's a no-go area. It's a no-go area. It's and the no Bible is very clear about that. <clears throat> you know, if you want to see a, a mature Christian or a growing Christian, they showcase the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. How, you know, the fruit, just like any other plant, you can have a mango tree without bearing fruit. You can't be a Christian without bearing fruit. So when I, when, when I see the fruit of the Spirit, like faithfulness, gentleness, long-suffering, and integrity, and showing great character, then I know that you are growing. 
Mm. You're not there yet. You might probably not even get there. But when the fruits are contradicting the three, mm. that's where the problem is. When I see lust, when I see adultery, when I see cheating, when I see lack of financial integrity, yeah. then there's a problem. And then in, in scripture, First Timothy, uh, Timothy 3 List qualifications of bishops. <laughs> yes, and I knew you were going to mention that one. I, well, I, I just had to because uh, I was looking for a verse that says you are different from Chrisalda, who's not yeah, a pastor. Bishops and deacons, and it, it says that the husband of one wife. Yes, is are we ever going to get to a place where maybe? Maybe we acknowledge that a Christian in Africa is different from a Christian uh, in in the U.S. Um, because we come from environments that acknowledge polygamy, mm. uh, and and who then qualifies to say it's it's not biblical? I think it's it's it, you. All of it has to be put in context. You know, if you if you look at the context of of uh, marriage or even Christian marriage within the maybe if you go to the Zulu culture, yeah, uh, compared to like an Afrikaans culture, bring the two together. The culture had a huge role in helping them to mirror and to filter scriptures mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and i'm always careful to tell people like you're not just gonna go ahead and just say you are wrong i am i'm right and that's all that. it but what is your understanding of it and one i come from a very from a church growing up in a church where once you're married you're married to that woman if you get divorced you're not allowed to get married Again. until she passes away yeah you know and i've seen people go through that but is that my do have I accepted Does that? Does that apply to everyone else? Yeah, I haven't accepted that. For me, I haven't accepted that. People always say, because they said he's the husband of one wife, doesn't mm. mean that even if he gets divorced, he's not going to get married again. Or there even are if she people. says, I don't love you anymore. Exactly. Different reasons why people fall apart, you know. But you have to look at it from a scriptural perspective and ask yourself, marriages are there. Are you mm. devoted? Are you committed? It's not going to be easy. You have to be there by yourself sometimes. Yeah. You know, you have to, like, God, can you help me? Nobody could help you in certain things. But you made a choice. Mm. And you told this woman that it is you and I till that do us part. You didn't tell another woman, but so are you going to another woman? So you stay with this woman because you have a vow. Yeah. You made a vow. So you have to stick to the vow because if you don't, then it's showing that you lack integrity. And as a leader... Lack of integrity is a huge problem. Is it lack of integrity or is it just being human? Let's pay the bills and be right back. <laughs> Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. It is 21 minutes past two. We're together until 3 p.m. And uh, between 3 and 6, uh, Sir Enes Pile uh, comes in to do the home run. And right now we're talking about... Uh, uh, divorce and, and infidelity amongst uh, church pastors um, and, and joining me in studio. I'm, I'm just in, in so much shock. I don't know where do we then find strength to build the Institute of Marriage when when people who base um, their understanding of what marriage is um, falter and, and uh, uh, fail at this dismally. And, and earlier on, before we took a break, um, uh, Solomon, you were talking about, you know, scripture and what it means. And I'm like, uh, could it be that maybe Christians are in denial? The human factor kicks in. Some of the things we're seeing now, uh, could it be that maybe in the advent of social media, 
things are now exposed. This yes. has been happening all along. And Solomon Izang Ashrams is joining me as a Christian activist and journalist. Yes, there's quite a lot of uh, reasons. You know, uh, I think a lot of the Christian community is in a huge denial of what is really going on. You know, I saw statistics, a research statistics that actually said uh, a, Christ, a Christian marriage, you know, has the, ch- the tendency of of breaking down much more than a non-Christian marriage. That 15% of actually pastors have divorced. 33% of people in the church, they have in one way or the other experienced divorce in their lives, either them or family or whatever. And I think in South Africa, in Africa we're beginning to see it, it's actually a bit quite, quite high, you know? So we have to really ask ourselves, are we in denial? Yes, we're in denial because we think Christian leaders are super human they're not superhuman they're just like you and i there's nothing special about them they just have a gift take away the gift and they they become very very ordinary uh so they're gonna make mistakes and also we're in denial because we cover them up we say judge them not you know touch not the lord's anointed uh do not say that about but if you look at first corinthians 5 12 it says who am i to judge those outside of the church mm. am i not supposed to judge those inside of church i don't have the right to judge somebody based on the bible who is not a christian i only have the right to judge those who was a christian and it says expose evil also yeah. so we have social media playing a huge role in it you know uh we have Girls sometimes they inbox me saying they got this stuff from a pastor, just telling them he you know he loves them and all that kind of stuff, you know. So you have to be careful as a do you have self control as a leader, as a pastor, mm. when it comes to social media, your social media consumption, you need to really try to deal with it. You know, how do you talk to women? How do you carry yourself around? Do you allow yourself to, to tolerate that? So all that is very, very important. And I must say Pastors also, sometimes they're in a very lonely place. I I was about to ask you that, is there uh, perhaps scripture that helps strengthen pastors? Um, Because we've seen lately in some Mm. of the churches where, uh, yes, we, we, you know, with feminism and uh, women activism, we always say that uh, my body um, and and my uh, choice and whatever whatever I want to do. But bottom line is, if you're going to sit on the front row, with a micro mini skit and reveal things that are meant to be under mm. um, temptation occurs. Yes. So, where is there scripture that helps to strengthen uh, some of these church leaders from? I, I'm not even going to say Jezebel because Jezebel was about her business, and uh, it is it, it is the man that just uh, faltered when she was just doing her yeah. business. Yeah. Uh, so, is there a way in which we strengthen that uh, we help them as well um, uh, to to make informed decisions? You know, I was telling somebody today, it's like, uh, like uh, even demons go to church. <laughs> well, we've seen some. We've seen some where you look at this and you think. No. <laughs> uh, well, the question that I always ask is, where's your mother? <laughs> exactly. You know, so we, we, we go there and, you know, there are different levels of Christianity. Some people are still baby Christians, uh, even though they're committed in church. Uh, some people are mature. So the way they carry themselves is very different. Uh, and, and different people are 
have a different level of understanding with it so uh, when it comes to that so we have to get to a place where we we ask ourselves and and really tell ourselves how should we make sure that we carry ourselves in a good way that we don't mm-hmm. tempt these humans they are humans and we don't want to tempt them women don't want to tempt them even men you don't want to tempt women you don't want to get them into a place uh, where they are not supposed to be yeah. uh, in the book of uh, galatians 6 9 which is a very familiar scripture it said let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up you know a lot of times we we use this for giving or tithing in church yeah but I, for me it's about what god has called you to do as a pastor as an apostle as a bishop and distracting pastors is not one of those exactly you know, so you you not you're gonna get a place to a place where you're weary, where you're tired, where you're tempted, mm. where your eyes, you know, your eyes being tempted, your flesh is being tempted. The Bible says, stay away from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride but of life. But reality is, but it's reality human comes nature in. Yeah, to respond, and it's, and it's okay to be tempted. But do you give in? And mm. that's where the problem is. And when you give in, for a lot of these pastors that I've dealt with, when they give in, they think. It's okay. They begin to make it is okay. I mean, you spoke about Dr. David Molapo earlier. For me, the why I actually had to put that out was because he got to a place where you were still married, but now you're making it feel like it's okay to have a girlfriend. Like you're still married, you're not divorced. Mm. Biblically, for me, totally that's wrong. He knows that that's wrong. So, what do you say to people who say that you've made it your business to bring pastors down? Uh, you are working for the devil. <laughs> now, I'm not you know I got a lot of that from people uh, whatever I do I do it for the love of the church I love the church so much whatever you love you want to make sure you protect it I think for me it's just for, to protect the church if you love your wife you're going to protect her you're not going to allow any man speak to her or whatever mm-hmm. and, and, and harass her or whatever I love the church so much and there's a lot that is wrong with the church the church is not perfect so mm. we have flaws and we should just talk about it openly. You know, if you look at the Bible, the Bible is one of the books where you see everything. You want to see genocide. You want to see rape. You want to see everything is right in there. Why? Because it's good for us to talk about that. I love the church. And there are a lot of pastors also, uh, Chriselda, that I know mm. that I have never put them out, out there on social media. It's because... They are repentant. You know, they are trying yeah. to do their best. But the ones that I put out there are the ones that feel like, no, this is okay to do. Yeah. And they're justifying it. And you have thousands of people, millions of people following you. And you put your hands on them. You pray for them. That's hypocrisy. Is there room for repentance though? There's a big room for repentance. I think for me it's very easy. I am wrong. I go to God. I repent. And then I restitute. We always leave the restitution part of it. You know, we could say, ah, well, I cheated on my wife or I divorced my wife and I married another one, but I repented to God. But you have to restitute. You have to apologize to your wife, Mm. your ex-wife. That is what is called restitution. That is what makes repentance a full cycle. And if she doesn't want to accept your apology... But you, you've apologized. You've done okay. your best to apologize. So you do your bit. Yes. All right. We take your calls on 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And SMS is at 40938, charged at 150. Uh, straight after the news headlines with Utsile Sako. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM. 105.2 FM in East London.
Listening to the news, you can be easily depressed, and uh, that's why we just uh, connect the conversations that uh, just give us strength uh, to move with this life thing. As we take your calls right now on 0891-104-207, I'm just uh, trying to figure out who's on the line now. I think it's Mike and Deben that we start with. Good afternoon and welcome, Mike. Mike, good afternoon and welcome. Can you hear me? Loud and clear, sir. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I, I, I'm very impressed with your guest talking about the uh, uh, about uh, you know women and uh, and the temptations and all of that, which is which is absolutely true. And I do agree with that completely. But what I would like to ask him, as a Christian, does he eat pork and drink uh, alcohol? Does he? Does I drink pork and alcohol? <laughs> do, I, do I eat? Yes. And this is a personal question to him. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay, because no, I, I know okay, I, I I eat pork, but I don't drink alcohol. Sorry. Okay, but but is, is, uh, Christians allowed to eat pork? Y- yes, Christians are allowed. My my interpretation of scripture, yes. Okay, because we were always told as we grew up that Christians, the original Christians, were not allowed to eat pork. I'm, I'm, I'm so, uh, uh, Mike, I'm trying so hard to just be patient and get you to get to how this links to um, divorce and infidelity in the church. Yeah, no, no, no. he's sounding so interesting that, and, and so convincing, so I just wanted a little more facts about him. Oh, okay. So yeah, but- this is more about him and not the topic. Well, basically, his belief and what he's saying. Yeah. You know, he's not going to talk about something he doesn't believe in. All right. Yes, that's okay. right. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mike. I uh, appreciate that. Very interesting on Twitter, um, Dumile Mateza, uh, we posted uh, that we're now talking to Solomon um, Ashoms, a Christian activist and journalist, about the increase in the number of pastors and, and preachers who get divorced. And uh, he tweets, this is such a stupid story for a radio station that is supposed to be educating us. Very interesting. <laughs> and uh, let's go to Lucky in Jobe. Good afternoon and welcome. Uh, always glad to talk to you, Sister Crisola. Um, and good, good afternoon to your guest as well. Sister Crisola, we need to be clear. Uh, when we talk about the Bible, the Bible, it is clear, it's got nothing to do with lies. It's just clear, you either take it or you leave it. But I have a problem when over time we've inherited some, you know, diet of informal you know, distortion whereby there's some selective information mm-hmm. or preaching that was said, yet the other one wasn't. Now, so it's now over time that things are being challenged and everything. When the scripture is clear, it doesn't need some some positive interpretation, you must take it like this. When the Bible says don't steal, yeah. it's straightforward. Just don't, don't steal. Yeah, yeah, it's clear. But mm-hmm. where it has some background, for example, in the book of Corinthians, where they talk about women should, should must put something on their, on their head, cover their heads. We need to understand what does Corinth mean. Uh, Corinth means corrupt. It's come from the Hebrew word. Normally, it's advisable that when we read the Bible, let's go to the real character where it started with Hebrew and Greek. So normally when we don't understand English, go to those characters and try to find what are the real meaning of some of the other words and what was the background. I think it will assist. Um, however, let me just touch on the issue of marriage. There's nowhere in the scriptures, my pastor can argue if he will disagree with me, mm-hmm. whereby Jesus said marry more than one wife is wrong. I'm married to one woman and I believe in one woman. 
and it doesn't mean like those who drink, I don't judge them, but mm-hmm. I don't take alcohol. But I'm saying there's no scripture whereby Jesus said you must marry one woman. But there's a problem with that narrative to say you must marry one. And there's nowhere it says that. So so and, the, and the inter- your interpretation of First Timothy 3, uh, where the Bible says the husband of one wife, so it's one wife of many. No, it doesn't say that. Let me correct you. The pastor, maybe it's got a Bible that you. It says if you, you aspire to become a pastor or a leader of a church or something like that, yeah. only, only if, or if there's an exception, only if you can be a man of one wife, like that pastor must have one, and other leaders of a church, they must have one. But to the, to the rest... Another book in the New Testament. Uh, no, but says, that's 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 where I'm losing you, Lucky, because we are talking about pastors who have faltered. Maybe yeah, that's where oh, we, we yeah oh, we're not pastor. talking about general uh, marriage and divorce, but we're focusing on these pastors who have been on the head in the headlines um, for wrong reason, for for infidelity, for uh, divorcing their spouses, and linking that to scripture. Yeah, no, well, well I, did, I, I didn't get that topic. Ah. However, uh, let's be careful as well. There are this bunch of criminals and satanists to say they are pastors. <laughs> I don't want to name their name, but if you're the spirit of the Lord, you'll know what I'm, what I'm talking to. Thank you, Lucky. It will be a conversation for another day. Let's go to Miguel in Devon. Good afternoon and welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi, Miguel. Hi, You're live on air. Yes, oh, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I just want to say hats off to SAFM for speaking about this topic. I think it's very important. There's a previous caller that said that uh, radio stations should not have this kind of show. I think is wrong because uh, our society is in the condition it is at the moment because people have rejected that. That's the first thing. And uh, your journalist there, hats off to him as well for putting things in the open. There is so much corruption in the church, and I believe that cancer has spread out to the entire society. So I do believe people should be exposed, and the true word of God should be known to by everyone. Yeah. Because some people are joining churches today, and they don't even know what Jesus is all about. They yeah. don't know the word of God. All they do in churches is go and sing and dance. Mm. They don't even teach decency to women anymore. Mm. And mm. yeah, to see this kind of uh, show, uh, or to hear this kind of show, uh, I, I, I must say, really hats off. Thank you, Miguel. So, yeah, pastors must be exposed. The false pastors must be exposed for the wrong that they're doing. They're misin- uh, misinterpreting the scriptures, and they are losing people out there. So you need to have this kind of show very more often. And uh, I'm sorry for those who feel offended, but I think when they nail, when you hit the nail, it's going to hurt. And That's the truth it. hurts. And yeah. the truth, so, unfortunately. Well done and, uh, continue like that, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go now straight to the voice notes. You can um, uh, do this. Uh, uh, send a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. Unfortunately, when we get so heated and emotional, we tend to dwell and, and uh, that di- then disqualifies uh, your opinion on air. Just please try and keep it sweet and short. I always advise that when you write it down, um, you, you become specific to the point. All right. Here's your WhatsApp voice note. I'm listening to your program and I just want to say thanks Solomon but a Christian is not just somebody trying his best to follow Jesus the first of all is a person who has 
puts his faith in Christ's finished work, and by that, he's depending on Christ, on what Christ has done to transform him. He receives a transformation, and through that, he becomes a new person, a new person. That experience has to happen first. But what people do is that that experience happens, but they don't go on depending on Christ. A Christian can never walk the Christian life without depending on Christ every day. So many times we stray away because we don't stay in the same way we began by holding on to Christ. We now feel we have arrived. We're a strong pastor. We're a strong preacher. No matter how strong or how old you are in Christ, every day you need to carry your cross, say no to your flesh and follow Christ. But that initial experience of a new birth needs to happen first. That's just the addition I wanted to put. And uh, I think you're the one that does parable. God bless you. Bye-bye. SAFM Hi, Chris Elder. Interesting topic. But there's one aspect in this topic that uh, people need to look at. The issue of numbers, women being more than men. And uh, it happens in church as well. In this situation, what does the church or the society do in such cases where there's naturally more women than men? Can the church encourage polygamy in order to avoid all these um, bad behaviors of um, extramarital affairs? Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. All right, that one is still downloading and uh, we wanted to just uh, have these voice notes back to back. Women more than men. Uh, that's an old age excuse. These days we also have men who are having relations with men, sexual relations with men. So what do you say to that? All right, uh, what's up voice note? Hi, this is Crisalda. This is Zakima Tebola Lae Albertin. I wish to ask the guy this question. In in the way of Christianity, is that wrong to marry more than one wife? In the way of Christianity. And uh, what is he saying about lots of Abu Muhammad, which doesn't have mans? And uh, it seems like uh, Abu Baba, they are lesser than mans. So what is going to happen on those Please, I need an answer to that. You know, what we're not talking about is the fact that uh, that man uh, who is trying to assist the other woman who doesn't have a man uh, may be cheating with you. And when you are not there with you, you are with your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she may be kind to someone else as well, um, because remember, she's trying to satisfy a need uh, that she doesn't have a man. So it might be uh, different ministries that cater for different needs. Uh, when do we get to a place where we say this is just wrong? This is, yeah. is just morally wrong yeah. and it has nothing to do with how many um, men are there and how many women are there. And uh, Zaki, you sent a WhatsApp voice note. I was going to read your messages. Um, Zaki has been asking this question. I think we have about five tweets <laughs> uh, wanting to ask. One of the questions that he also wanted to find out on Twitter is, if I have two wives and I decide that I want to become a leader, mm. must I divorce the one? 
is it now not against the biblical principles that I'm now choosing to divorce? And uh, Sanele uh, Gamete says uh, they are human too. Uh, we need to support and strength, uh, strengthen them during their moments of weakness help them to be restored and it's a pity this is not a uh, it's not reflected in solomon's social media platforms no sympathy and uh, all very judgmental <laughs> it's not wrong to be judgmental it's wrong to condemn judgmental means you are trying to analyze you're not condemning i don't have the right to sentence anybody out but we have to make sure that there is a place for sympathy i have so much compassion i cried when I heard about David and Mamiki. I cried when I heard about Chris Hill. I cried when I heard about Eddie Long. I interviewed him here. I, I cried when... I, sometimes I don't want to put these things out there. But we have to look at the whole body. Something is wrong with us. There's a lot of things that's wrong. If you are, if you are cheating on your wife, you are having infidelities, you have no right, no right to go to the pulpit and preach. It's scripture. You have to just get out of there isolate yourself sort yourself out because you have a big problem because you you're going to be deceiving people especially when you're doing it in secret you know you, you know the whole issue about getting married to, to two women and all that it, it's for me you see a lot of the questions are coming from men how about women saying okay can we get married to more men my own if you're following culture your culture is fine but you're trying to follow scriptures my interpretation is not okay so we have to really look at that and really ask ourselves. And Chriselda, I must mention also, there are three things that actually really pastors struggle with and mm. why they go into infidelity and divorce. First is adultery. Mm. Second is addiction, pornography or whatever. And the third one is uh, so abuse. So church leaders watch pornography? They do. It oh. would shock you. Mm. This mm. phone that I you see, thought. you would videos, not just photos, videos, but pornographic videos. But who sends videos. this stuff to you, Solomon? <laughs> I, well i know that i did say that you are a journalist but yeah i have a i have a story i'm working on now like <gasps> no, you, no no you no, no, it no. would it would blow you because it involves a, a baby and oh, is yeah, no. a 27 year old got pregnant by this big pastor we all know him in this country oh, and he's trying to strangle the the whole story now you know Big pastor. I there's like evidences after evidences. Mm -hmm. And you have to dig this because I don't wanna if I make a mistake and post something that's wrong, I wanna apologize and make it right. But yeah. we have to investigate and know the truth. The Bible says it will set us free. The truth will set us free. Um, another question for Solomon. Uh, this is an unsigned uh, message on uh, voice note uh, number. Uh, you're very good at exposing pastors who have divorced and uh, demonized the ministries they lead, uh, yet you seem to love <laughs> Rema. What is the difference? <laughs> wow. I love Rema. I, I love Pastor Rema Corley. I think he has a good heart. He was divorced once. That's a fact. And to be honest with you, uh you have to look at the circumstances the context in itself you have to look at the heart of that person what happened and all that kind of stuff do i condone divorce no but he got divorced but his heart is in the right place i and i, I must say this i'll put rema on the blast i was gonna go to rema the sunday before christmas for for service and i said i told my wife let me check the time online i checked and i saw that it was pastor nzo that was preaching and I told her, we're not going. <laughs> you know? Uh, hang and on, hang on. <laughs> Pastor Zor just lost his wife. He just lost his wife, but there are 
a lot of stories behind how he lost his wife. They were separated based on his sister's side, his mother's. I spoke to them, so I'm not saying something. And the way he treated her, she had cancer. She had cancer. And you told the family, based on the sister again, that they gave you a wife who they knew had cancer already. Why should you give me a sick wife? What, what does that li- where does that leave you and you're preaching why should i sit and listen to you what authority should i no come on and i guess you know we open it out there that uh, whoever feels aggrieved by this conversation and they would like right of reply they are welcome to do so uh, we can have a conversation uh, with them uh, lastly your response to someone saying but you know there's more men than women therefore it's justified um to do this no you see the, the 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 creator of the heavens and the earth the one who is a scientist and the creator behind conception and delivery and humankind god himself he knows it you know that men need women and women need men and they're probably going to be more men or less or less or less uh, 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 men it doesn't really matter and remember also not everyone not every human being, not every woman is going to get married in this lifetime. Not every man is going to get married in this lifetime. And it's fine. Some people made a choice and some people is not a choice. So the ratio, statistics, of looking at population and looking at the different gender, it shouldn't be a reason why we say, okay, let's get more women. Uh, you know, men, more, men marry more women and, and all that kind of thing. So we, we really have to look at it and say, okay, but if we do that anyway, based on my scriptural interpretation, we're going to be going against scriptures. Contact details, where do we find you? I'm, I'm afraid to even say for people who feel aggrieved and who would like to share more stories. Yeah, you know, I, I get people sending me messages and I appreciate people who have had experiences with pastors to send stories because you need help. First, we give you counseling and then we, we try to talk about it. We try to talk to the pastor behind the scene to come to mm-hmm. repentance. If not, then we blow it up. But you can always check me out on Facebook. My name is Solomon mm-hmm. Izang Ashoms. Izang is I-Z-A-N-G, I-Z-A-N-G. Ashoms is A-S-H-O-M-S. While in on Twitter and on uh, Instagram is Solomon at Solomon Ashams. Ashams is A S H O M S. All right, uh, we're about to conclude the conversation, but this person is um, um, accusing you of lies yeah. and uh, demands that we play uh, this voice note. Yeah. Is it long enough? Short enough? It's not clear. Unfortunately, your line is not clear. I needed to acknowledge that I did receive uh, your message about playing your voice note. Apparently, it's not clear. Uh, It's not of good quality. That's where we leave this conversation. Um, Yeah, I feel like, okay, where do we follow you? You can follow me on Twitter, and I really appreciate it on Twitter, at Solomon Ashoms, A-S-H-O-M-S, Solomon A-S-H-O-M-S, on Facebook, and also... Uh, you know, you can get in touch on Instagram. This is something that I do because I know God has called me to do and we need it now. My life has been threatened, you know. Uh, they've come to our house oh, three well, times to kill I, us. I remember My trying wife. to do a show with you yeah, about the I remember and that. the police were there and the show was cancelled. You invited me, I was 
was interdicted <sighs> by a pastor. I guess uh, <laughs> the show continues. I, I guess the story continues. <laughs> the show must go on. Thank you. Thank you very much Pleasure. for joining Appreciate us. Appreciate it. Strength uh, to you in unleashing. Unfortunately, journalism, uh, at times, you may say things that are not favorable yeah. to everyone. Yeah. And uh, that is Solomon Ashams. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Christian activist 